What's going on guys, this is just another critic, welcome back to the channel, week 6 is upon us, and in this particular preview I'll be covering the Auburn versus Florida matchup, Auburn ranked 7, Florida ranked 10th in the country, both teams coming into this matchup 5-0, and this game will be a home game for Florida, um, 5-0 against the spread right now for Auburn, 2-2-1 for Florida. Before I go ahead and jump into my own personal thoughts, I'm going to go ahead and cover these stats for you guys, and then we can jump into all that good stuff. Right now, Auburn averaging 38 points per game, allowing 17 points per game. Passing yards and rushing yards per game, putting up 203 yards through the air and 250 yards on the ground. On the defensive side of the ball, allowing 225 through the air, 95 on the ground. Florida, on the other hand, averaging 35, 34 points per game, giving up 8 points per game. Offensively, averaging 288 through the air and 141 on the ground. Defensively, allowing 191 through the air and 88 on the ground. So just going off based, of those, based off of those statistics, we can obviously see that both teams, um, their strengths lie in the defense, right? Um, and we, we pretty much knew that coming into the season for both sides, um, Auburn with that elite D-line um, and some veterans returning pretty much in the secondary outside of the linebacker position. And then Florida, we've seen what they've done on the defensive side of the ball. They're... they're they're stopping everybody. They're stifling everyone. Um, and, and a lot of people um, pretty much call them, you know, DBU. I'm not saying they are, but I, I will say that they do uh, produce a lot of great DBs. And um, they've got a really great pass rush coming into this game and into this matchup. But um, let's have a look at their head-to-heads. As we both know, um, if we're going to put these schedules side-by-side, Auburn has easily played the the tougher schedule. That's that's not even a question. Uh, Florida took on Miami, took on Tennessee, Martin took on Kentucky, Tennessee, and then Towson. And what did we learn from that? I'm not sure, to be quite honest. Florida, right now, obviously they just lost their starting quarterback in Felipe Franks and brought in Kyle Trask, and so. It looks nice. It looks good, right? Um, Florida is looking like they're a top 10 team to some people. But to me, at this point, they're not really getting consistent play on the ground as far as, you know, the run attack. And and, and uh, right now, I mean, if you kind of take a look at some of their games versus Kentucky, 138 on the ground versus Tennessee, 128 on the ground. And versus Towson, 160 on the ground. And so right now, they're they're depending heavily on the pass game. 300 versus Kentucky, 313 versus Tennessee, and 262 versus uh, Towson. And the thing is, it it looks like Kyle Trask is doing, doing his thing, right? And he's putting up the numbers. But I think people are getting lulled into a false sense of false sense of security that this is going to be the guy and that this Florida team is a top 10 team. Um, if I'm being honest here, I don't, I don't think they're a top 10 team right now. I, I do think they have a top 10 defense. But as a team in all phases of the game, 
when you put all that together and you and you, you go head to head with a team like Auburn, um, I'm I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing the the picture right now. And so the biggest issue for me is Kyle Trask and their inability to run the ball consistently versus weaker opponents. I mean, their best game was 231, 231 yards rushing versus Tennessee Martin and then 52 yards versus Miami, Florida. And so, uh, you know, when you when you run into an Auburn Tigers team who is practically stifling everyone's run game, held Oregon to 90, Tulane put up 120 on them. Uh, Kent, uh, Kent State, excuse me, 92 yards. Texas A&M, 56. And Mississippi State, 118. And majority of that came from the quarterback scrambling. And so we already know what they bring at the line of the scrimmage. Um, speaking from Auburn's perspective. But now they're going to be forcing Kyle Trask to win this game all by himself. Um, in the biggest game probably of the season up to this point right both teams coming in ranked and as we already know in college football you can't really afford to lose one game if you're trying to put yourself in that college football playoff picture so with that let's take a look at Auburn right Auburn we already know what they bring to the table defensively they've got those big boys up front they didn't look great at all offensively to start the season I can agree with everyone on that but what I can say now is that they're probably the most improved team coming into week six up until this point. If you look at that game versus Oregon, look at that game versus Tulane, Kent State, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, their offense has just gotten better and better by the week. Better and better by the week. And so Bo Nix just looks more comfortable. He looks more confident. Now he's letting it fly. Now he's not double pumping it or clutching it or uh, or patting the ball and then you know holding and tucking and running and so he just looks like he's more familiar with the system he looks like he's more confident as i said and right now they're getting they're getting uh consistent play from practically everyone on offense they've got a balanced attack right now uh, you know averaging close to two i think it was 260 yards on the ground and around 200 yards through the air. So they're not forcing Bo Nix to practically be the guy that is winning them every single game. They're helping him out. They're getting consistent play from everyone. They're winning on the edges and they're using their speed. Um, you know, we're, we're going to see a lot of those jet sweeps, a lot of those a lot of those plays that pretty much get their guys outside the hashes so that they can get into open space because they got some of the fastest guys in college football on that team and Anthony Schwartz Cam Martin um, short number eight I forget his name and then you got uh, Will Hastings and so they're utilizing their speed very well and they're sealing off those edges so their guys can get out there uh, we saw it in the A&M game and then Mississippi State already knew that was coming that is Gus Malzahn's bread and butter he loves doing that and so he's going to do the same thing to Florida but can they stop it we're going to find out and so Another thing that I factor coming into these type of types of matchups is that Florida really hasn't seen any any legitimate competition just yet, in my opinion. You may have a different opinion. Auburn, they've they've pretty much seen some pretty good teams with Oregon, who's probably going to win the Pac-12, and then A&M and Mississippi State. I don't know if A&M and Mississippi State is, are better teams in Florida, right? Um, but you can argue that Oregon 
is, you know, right up there with Florida. You can argue that. Um, but right now, obviously, they're ranked at 10 in the nation. And so we'll assume they're the better team. But like, like I was saying, something to factor in that I factor in is that Florida really hasn't seen any anybody yet. They really haven't seen anybody yet. And so in this game, I think Auburn is going to jump out to a quick lead in the first half because I think Florida is going to get punched in the mouth early in the game because they're going to have to adjust to that that speed of play when playing better opponents. And I think Auburn has already adjusted to that based on the teams that they've played. It's just like it's just like a break-in period, right? You need to get broken in and kind of get caught up to speed, um, to the speed of play of of um, of these types of opponents, these more elite talents and these more elite athletes. And so we saw that with the USC versus Utah game. We've seen that with uh, Washington State playing Utah, right? They thought they were going to come in there, but Washington State had practically played cupcakes for the majority of their season up until that point. And then they got hit in the mouth real quick. And by the second half, it was too late. They got blown out. Now, in this matchup, I just don't think they're going to get enough offensive production from Florida and Kyle Trask. They're not going to have success on the ground running this ball against that defense. And if you see some of the uh, some of the throws that Kyle Trask has made versus some of these other opponents that he's played, he's underthrown many balls. He hasn't put it on the money in in situations that have come out um, had that have turned out good, right? So sometimes he haven't he he didn't place the ball and he he hasn't had good ball placement and accuracy, but those plays ended up panning out and it ended up going for a touchdown, right? And so when when those mistakes aren't checked early, when you run into an opponent like Auburn, which he's going to see this Saturday all those mistakes will come to the surface and all those little details will come to the surface. And so with that being said, for these reasons that I've listed, my opinion, the final score of this game, Auburn will win this by three touchdowns. I have Auburn winning 31 to 10 up until this point. And so barring any injuries or any, you know, breaking news or suspensions, my final score Auburn wins it 31 to 10. Once again, Auburn wins 31 to 10. With that being said, guys, I pretty much uh, covered everything. I will be covering a the Ohio State game versus MSU, as well as the um, Iowa game versus Michigan. And so with that being said, guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Yeah, stay prepared for the up and down. Life is like a seesaw. Some say it's a bitch, man. I couldn't agree more. One minute's a wrong talk.